Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Hello, 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 hello. I am Matt Williamson. Belly up to my bar here. Let's chat a little more Super Bowl. Uh, we are brought to you by SeatGeek today. Of course, you have reached the Locked On NFL podcast. Of course, I urge you to check out the rest of the Locked On network. We started with NBA, and while we have moved to NFL, um, we have one for every one of your favorite teams. So there'll be a lot of off-season news, a lot of roster stuff going on, draft, of course. Um, and we're going to dig into that. <clears throat> I'm, I'm starting to officially go into off-season mode pretty much starting tomorrow. The way my, my feeble mind works is I'm going to pretty much put a cap on the, the Super Bowl today. And then from here on out, I mean, I think it's time to start really focusing on the draft and free agents and you know coaching changes and, of course, uh, all the the. the, the different teams i'm going to definitely talk about each team and i've only done one of them i happened to do green bay a couple weeks ago where kind of a state of the union packers and we'll probably do maybe we'll do the rest of the week we'll do state of the falcons thursday state of the patriots friday something along those lines maybe we'll do two or three teams per week in the off season um i need to get off my butt but i need to wednesdays i pretty much told you are going to be draft days I need to set up a, uh, a a guest. So if any of you esteemed draft nicks out there are listening, drop me a line on Twitter. Maybe I'll get you in here tomorrow. We'll chat draft. I'd like to have different guys on all the time. So there you have it. Uh, let's talk. What I wanted to do today, and I told you we're brought, brought to you by SeatGeek. Excited to have them back. Tell you more about them in a little bit. But what I wanted to do today was just sort of give a position grade on... Every position, you know, offensive line, defensive line for every for both teams in the Super Bowl, which will bring us back to some points that I probably skimmed over yesterday and you know, another day to digest it. I've watched it again, read a lot more, of course, talked to more people, all those things. So let's talk about when the Patriots have the ball. What kind of grade to give Brady, and this is what made me think of it because I was on the radio yesterday here in Pittsburgh, and somebody asked me, you know. One out of ten, how well do you think Brady played in the first half? And I went, hmm, three. You know, I mean, he was, wasn't all his fault. He was under a ton of pressure. Uh, receivers didn't help him at all. But he missed throws. And, you know, his team looked uncomfortable. And they weren't, you know, they, they looked overmatched against the Falcons' uh, defense early in the game. But those last five drives, I mean, forget about it. I mean, Brady gets an A. <laughs> I mean, let's just say, yeah, uh, he gets an A+. Plus. I mean, it's a historic event to win the Super Bowl and put the team on your shoulders. A lot of extenuating circumstances. We talked about most of those yesterday, but he gets an A. Um, the Patriots running backs, what do we give them? Um because they value that position so differently, I'm going to split it up into Blunt and the little guys. I think Blunt gets a C-. He The fumble was big. 
He was not a featured part of the game plan early as I had expected he would be. And then with the game script, he really was, you know, not a factor anyways. You know, you're not going to be in comeback mode with LeGarrette Blunt in your backfield. So he gets a C-minus slash incomplete. Uh, White has to get an A. I mean, he really stepped up and caused a lot of problems, caught all the passes, scored the touchdowns. I don't think I'm breaking any news there. Uh, and, and Dion Lewis kind of gets lumped in too, and he was useful, but not especially, you know. And when we get to the the Patriots offseason, I do think one spot they might try to address is, and they don't have a lot of needs, and we'll see if free agency goes to them. But anyways, um, I think they could replace Blunt as their their big guy. Receivers for New England. I mean, Edelman obviously made a crazy play. Bennett did some things. But I thought overall the receivers let Brady down, as I mentioned, were overmatched a certain certainly you know, early in the game. Pass rush helped. So I'm going to give the, the pass catchers, not the running backs, a C for this game. I mean, I th- they did obviously good things late, and they were very reliable late. Make it a C plus. C, C plus. I mean, because when it mattered most, they, they, they were at their best. So let's give that a little bit more weight. Patriots O-line. Nate Solder got abused by Freeney. Uh, Mason had a really rough day. I thought Cannon held up really well against Beasley or whomever he battled. But I'm still going to give them a C. You know, they, they didn't do a whole lot in the ground game. Early on, they were certainly a problem. Um, yeah, they have to get a C for me. And I expected the offensive lines in general... Um, to play better, you know they didn't. You know that was a shocker to me in this game. In this game, um, what's not shocking is what SeatGeek does for you. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. They're not just football though; they're everything. You know, obviously, if you're it's football season's over, so if you're into hockey, basketball, whatever, SeatGeek is the way to do it. Concerts. Uh, there's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. Uh, I now have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I'll be using it to go to Penn Games. And it's a, by far the easiest way to shop for tickets. You can be anywhere with just a few taps. can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. Uh, with SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek prices compare for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest available price. And SeatGeek wants to help you get to the most value for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and you'll be able to find the best deals to fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, all you guys out there, all my listeners, get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. So this is what you do to do that. You download the SeatGeek app, you go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, and then you enter the promo code LO, as in locked on, NFL, L-O-N-F-L, and you'll get a $20 check in the mail back from SeatGeek after your first purchase. So it's good stuff. Great to have SeatGeek back. Uh, we'll be hearing from them quite a bit going forward. So now, how about the Falcons' defensive grades? Let's just call it their defensive line. 
I guess handing out grades for this side of the ball will not be easy because I do think fatigue dominated the outcome here. And the more I watched it, the more I thought that the second time around. Beasley made a play, but was mostly disappointing. You know, if you're just to grade him, he's basically a C. Almost made a play in the end zone, though, in coverage, which was kind of crazy. Jarrett would get an A. Freeney would get an A. But I would say their defensive big people overall get a B because you can only judge what's on the field and the circumstances dictated for them to be so tired. But, you know, I can only grade what I see. And at the end, they were ineffective. Somewhat true for the linebackers as well. You know, I had mentioned I thought Deion Jones was highly, highly impressive, first, especially the first 20 minutes or so of this game. Um, coverage began to be more and more of a problem for them as the game went on. But I guess they also get a B. It's, uh, these Falcon defensive grades are tough. You know, like secondary, you know, Keanu Neal got picked on here and there, but... Um, is it his fault that Wood or not Woodhead that Edelman would have caught that pass? I mean, holy cow! Uh, Alford, I thought played a great game. Some of their down the line corners eventually got picked on a little bit, and Mitchell did some good things against them. Brady obviously started carving the defense up. I'm just gonna give the whole defense a B, you know, because they were so good, so potent, so unexpected, so aggressive early. And then it got worse and worse and worse and worse, as we all know. Then fatigue is an, is an issue, but you can only look at the play-by-plays on the tape. So, how about Matt Ryan? How about when Atlanta had the ball? I give Ryan a B, and I bet some people think that's too generous. Uh, he had some clock management... Issues that 90% of the time I think they get away with and nobody even notices, you know, because the game got so crazy and everything that went wrong could have. We can nitpick those things. But I forget what his passer rating was off the chart in this game. And I thought he played a really strong game. So I'm giving him a B plus actually. And was under more pressure than any of us probably expected. Um, you know, blown assignments in protection. Uh, he, you know, he fit the ball into Julio Jones on a couple amazing throws, especially the one that everybody remembers as a historically great catch. I thought Ryan played a very, very good game. You know, if you just isolate his play, impressive, really impressive. How about the running backs? It's another tough one. I mean, these Falcon grades are hard to give out because it's a tale of two worlds. I mean, even more so than the Patriots, it seems. I thought Freeman was super impressive early. Uh, about midway through the game, he caught that screen pass and went 39 yards or whatever. I can't give him a ton of credit for that. The big negative, obviously, is he screwed up that protection that Hightower on the picks or on the strip sack and a massive, probably the biggest play of the game. And he looked confused. He looked panicked. Um, I have to blame him entirely on that. Coleman gets basically an incomplete play game, you know, grade for me. Although he. You know, he certainly flashed early. Uh, they could, probably could have used him late. Not that that was a, a back-breaking, game-deciding injury, but he's a very good player. 
uh, question, would Coleman have been in there on that protection instead of Freeman? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but I can't get around the fact that nine rushes for 18 yards in the second half. You know, it's easy to blame Shanahan that why wouldn't you run the ball? Why wouldn't you run the ball? Well, we're averaging two yards of carry in the second half. We're not going anywhere. I mean, the, the Patriot D really st- toughened up. And uh, running lanes became very difficult to find late in the game when it mattered most. When everyone's like, kill clock, run the ball. Well, it's not working. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's a, the, uh, the underrated portion of that conversation. Which gets me to the Falcons offensive line. I give them a D. Um, I'm planning on writing something at this point about that was a storyline I don't think is being reported enough was I thought the Falcons offensive line basically let the team down across the board. Um, You know, all eyes were on Mack early on and he started and he looked pretty good. He moved well. You know, they, they were obviously moving the football, but I think he came back to earth as the game went on. Um, understandably so he had a broken leg I think their guard play overall is very average and to me that's their number one offseason need which is a great number one offseason need to have I thought Matthews had a long day the holding calls were deserved Uh, Schrader gets hurt late in the game but allowed a lot of pressure to a not great pass rushing team uh, even sort of early on, you know, the, the running game dried up. That I thought this line let the team down a little bit. How about Falcons pass catchers? Good game by Hooper. You know, they get him one-on-one and they throw it twice in a row and he comes down with a touchdown. Nice. Julio gets an A+. And I don't care what his numbers are. I had a conversation with my buddy John Ledger yesterday on a different podcast we host, um, Breaking the Plane. I urge you to check that one out too. But he had said, I think Julio had four catches for 85 yards or something in that neighborhood. And he had the conversation of, boy, the Patriots secondary did a better job than those numbers indicate. And I'm like, yeah, they did. You know, that they they made things extremely difficult on Julio. If you just looked at that and, boy, I got eight points for my fantasy team. Good. Okay, Julio had a good game. So... You know, they did a better job on the tape. But I had the counter-argument that Julio played better than four catches for 84 yards would indicate, too. I mean, he played like eight catches for 160 yards. You know what I mean? Like a monster statistical day because everything he did was was hard. It was really hard. You know, not to mention, of course, the catch that everyone remembers, but it was always against beating up two people all the time and all the attention he demands deserves a lot of credit. He would have been my MVP if by chance Atlanta, you know, if they win this game by one point, something about any of a hundred bounces goes differently. I thought he was the best Falcons player and hear a lot of talk about Julio as a hall of famer now. And I think he's certainly on that path. I'm not sure that if he quits the second that he gets in, but I very much think he's absolutely on that path. Sanu, didn't do much. He probably gets a D for me. Gabriel had a very good game. Uh, A minus, something along those lines. So impressive. Uh, impressive. So that's the Falcons uh, offense. And we will now chat uh, Patriots D here in a moment. Progressive presents Mindflowness with Flow. You are a mighty fortress of supreme knowledge. 
Progressive Direct has not only revealed their rates, but those of their competitors. If you were any more in the know, you would be drowning in, you know, the know. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates, because knowledge is power. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Malcolm Brown and Branch and the big hogs inside for the Patriots. I sort of expected them to be more dominant than they were, especially early in the game. But I don't think they played poorly. I guess that group gets a B, and I think it's a really solid area of this defense, an underappreciated, very important area of this defense that allows a lot more versatility behind them and to their edges. When you talk about their edge players, and I'm going to incorporate Flowers in there, even though he did some of his best work, as usual, as an interior pass rusher, as an A-gap player, or even as a nose tackle, I really like this kid. I mean, I think he's going to be a pro bowler. I've said that for a long time. I hope a couple of you guys give me a little credit and you know, remember that I ta- told you about Trey Flowers months ago. Uh, and he was great in the preseason, too. I remember talking him up in the preseason. But I would say that you know he gets an A or an A+. Those around him, you know, Long drew a big uh, holding call. I thought the tackles played pretty well. You know, Sheard was good, not great. You know, and obviously, as is the case with all Patriots, as the game went on, this group, this defense played better. So, uh, collectively, I guess I give their big people a B. Probably the B- minus for their linebackers. Hightower's play was gigantic. Uh, they were... You know, picked on in coverage at times, second level. They weren't great against the run early. Uh, there wasn't a lot of big plays from their linebacking core. Didn't hurt them real, real bad. Um, so they're a B minus to me. Hightower's important, but he wasn't all roses either. Um, I expected more from Chung, who didn't see that matchup as much as I'd expected with him on running backs as receivers but I don't recall him getting picked on too badly. Um, McCordy was often involved with Julio, as was Rowe, and I I got to give those guys good grades. I mean, like I said, they played well, and he made great plays. Sometimes great players make great plays. A huge key, obviously, this game, and apparently Ryan and Butler went to Patricia and said, dude, Leave us alone. We got this. You know, we got our guy. You go blitz like crazy because we're fine. We don't need the extra help. And that was a big turning point behind the scenes in this game, too. I mean, at that point on, Atlanta didn't move the ball. They didn't get, uh, you know, no ground game. You could put more people near the line of scrimmage. Ryan was getting hit. More big plays were happening. You know, time to take risks. We're losing. Leave me on an island. Trust me, coach. I got it. And they did. You know, so overall, I give the Patriots secondary an A. And think about it, too. I mean, this defense held the greatest offense in the league. You know, uh, what's-his-face, the pick six doesn't count against this defense. So, you know, they they held these guys in check pretty well. I mean, considering how good the, 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 the Falcons came out, and 
how good of an offense they are. You know, that if you said going into this game that the Patriots' defense would only allow 21 points to Matt Ryan and company, you'll take that. I mean, you would have taken that Saturday morning if you're a Patriots fan or, or Sunday morning if you're a Patriots fan. So I thought it was a pretty damn successful day by the Patriots' defense overall. Um, another kind of unreported, under-the-radar aspect of how this all went down. So that's a wrap. Check out Seeky. Check out the rest of the Locked On NFL ne- or Locked On Network. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. You guys need to spread the word. My download numbers need to be pumped up. We need to get this thing big and growing, and um, that's your job. Spread the word, man. Go to iTunes. Drop me a line at, at Twitter. Go to iTunes. Leave a review. All positive, I hope. But yeah, just tell the truth. I don't have to be positive. That'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to figure out something for the draft. So over and out. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17